Do you treat your family members with greater kindness and respect or less tolerance and patience than you treat strangers? Welcome to the Transformative Duff. My name is Rabbi Daniel Friedman. Today we are on page six of Tractate Nadarim and we learn the importance of saving your best side for those who mean the most to you. Welcome to the Transformative Duff and thank you for being my Chavrusa today. I like to begin with a story. The contrast between the twins was obvious from a young age. Asaph was the wild one. Jacob was the soft and gentle child. Asaph loved the great outdoors. Jacob stayed home with his head in the books all day long. The Torah calls Jacob wholehearted. He was a pure, thoroughly refined individual. When he spoke to people, whenever he dealt with them, they were moved by his piety, his gentleness, his wholesomeness. He was so soft-spoken and God-fearing in his presentation that even when he was disguised, his father would later recognize his voice. Eventually, the two boys would grow up and find themselves spouses. Jacob married the daughters of Lavan, his cousins from Haran. He had wonderful marriages, but for one little issue. Three of his wives had borne him beautiful children, but Rachel remained barren. One day, in a moment of intense frustration, she vents to her husband, "'Give me children, for if not, I am like dead!' Uncharacteristically, Jacob gets angry at Rachel and blurts out, Do you think I'm God, that I'm the one who has withheld the fruit of the womb from you? Let's look at today's Gemara. It was stated with regard to ambiguous intimations. Abaye said they are valid intimations, and Rava said they are not valid. Let us say that they disagree along the lines of the dispute between Rabbi Yehuda and the rabbis. As we learnt in the Mishnah, the essence of a bill of divorce is... You are hereby permitted to any man. Rabbi Huda says it must also include, and this shall be to you, from me, a document of divorce, a bill of release, and a letter of dismissal. One could suggest that Baye concurs with the rabbis and Rava concurs with Rabbi Huda, but Rava could say, I might even concur with the rabbis. In that case, the rabbis say that we do not require clear declarations with regard to a get, for a man does not divorce his friend's wife. Let's analyze the Gemara. Even though Rava requires clarity when it comes to making certain vows, he would agree that when it comes to writing a get, it would suffice for the man to tell his wife, you are hereby permitted to any man. There's no need to start explaining what that means and clarifying that he's talking to his own wife, because it would make no sense for him to say that to anyone else. In Rava's words, a man does not divorce his friend's wife. Our sages teach that had Ruvay known that the Torah would record his intervention when his brothers sought to kill Joseph... He would have picked him up and carried him away on his shoulders all the way home to Jacob. Undoubtedly, we could infer the same feeling here on the part of our forefather Jacob. Imagine how uncomfortable he must feel to see this shameful exchange with his poor wife recorded in the Torah for all eternity. While we recognize that the Torah tells the story of mortals who achieved great accomplishments, it's still quite embarrassing. That's not to say we all haven't been guilty of snapping at our spouses or children at some point or another. Even the kindest, gentlest, most compassionate people have their moments. We're all human. If we were perfect, we wouldn't have been sent down in this world to improve our character and elevate our souls. And oftentimes it's not until we err that we acknowledge our fault and commit never to acting that way again. But what's ironic is that the same Jacob who snapped at his wife would never have dreamt of talking that way to a stranger. To the entire world, he was known and perceived as Yaakov Ishtam, Jacob the wholehearted man. 
He was seen as gentle and pure. Had the Torah not recorded the story for all to see, no one would ever have believed that our saintly patriarch could ever have responded as he did, because to everyone else he was the calmest, gentlest soul you'd ever met. Why then does the Torah point out this episode to us? The Almighty is teaching us a very important lesson. Sometimes we act harshest with those closest to us. As Rabbah says, obviously a man does not divorce his friend's wife. Not only do we not divorce our friend's spouse, but generally we don't even engage in conduct that would lead to divorce with our neighbor's spouse. In other words, we don't scream and shout at them. We're not impatient with them when they say something silly. We don't get angry at them when they keep us waiting. To the world, we all strive to be models of forbearance, patience, and kindness. Why is that? Why must those closest to us be the ones who must suffer with our impatience? Why do we let go of all inhibitions and act without thinking when we walk through the front door? Sadly, many people are like Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde. They're the nicest people to everyone outside the home, from community members to strangers in need, but they're curt with their own family members, hardly even giving them the time of day, let alone showing them the love that they need and deserve. Instead of becoming that Mr. Hyde, you must constantly check yourself and ask, would the language and tone that I'm using with my spouse and children be acceptable outside my home? Would I talk like that to a friend or a stranger? Always remember that charity begins at home. Never take your loved ones for granted. Your spouse and children at the very least deserve the manner in which you deal with strangers. The truth is that your loved ones should be seeing the most beautiful, very best side of you. Never take the ones you love for granted. Appreciate them, cherish them, and show them the gentle, kind, patient soul that nobody else gets to see in the rough and tough world out there. You know how much your loved ones mean to you. May you merit that they too appreciate at every moment how much they mean to you as you treat them with the ultimate kindness and respect, wishing you a transformative day. Thank you for tuning into the Transformative Duff Podcast with Rabbi Daniel Friedman. Whether you've been doing Duff Yomi for years or you're not quite ready to commit but want to be part of the Duff Yomi global movement, there's something in the Transformative Duff for everyone. It's about joining the conversation. It's about talking over the Duff with your family, your friends, your colleagues. It means never being short of a discussion starter or a meaningful Dvar Torah. Every page of the Gemara, every word, every letter contains the secrets of the universe to achieving a life of simcha and purpose transform your life today the transformative daf is published by mosaica press and available at all good jewish bookstores and online from mosaicapress.com thank you the transformative daf